0: Hello beautiful friends and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I'm so excited to dive into the topic today. For those of you that might be new to this podcast and new to me, um, I'm a self-love and empowerment coach and I am on a mission to empower and inspire you to love and to live and to lead and to create joy in all areas of your life and you know is something that has been coming up a lot on Instagram. You know, that's like my main platform that I love connecting with people on and showing up and bringing value to you in your life and also sharing stories and expressing myself. You know, self-expression is such a huge part of liberation for me, being able to express myself. And um, so uh, something that has come up in the DMs of conversations because I listen, I I ask questions, I want to know how I can best serve you. And it's a, it's like a circular motion, energy exchange of ideas that come to me, but then also conversations that start. And there's been multiple women that have reached out this past week, like four women that have reached out this past week asking around the exact same thing of what are tools and methods and ways to let go and move on after heartbreak after, you know, a relationship ends or a situationship ends or, you know, things like that. And so this episode is all around how to find yourself again after being caught up in a relationship that is over, you know? And I I was, uh, I did a float tank um, this evening. And if you've never heard of a float tank, it's also called like a sensory deprivation tank because you can turn the lights off to where it's all black and you are floating in a highly concentrated pool of Epsom salt water. And it's very relaxing. It's beautiful. Like you can have a little music on or little lights on. There's little buttons to turn it off, but I like to turn the music off, turn the lights off. And when you're floating, your mind is able to, it's like a deep meditation. Sometimes I fall asleep, but tonight when i did it i did not fall asleep if anything i was like it challenged my own meditation practice of allowing my thoughts to come up and observe them and release them without trying to figure anything out and this whole podcast idea came to me when i was in the float tank around you know the process that i went through of finding myself again after heartbreak and after breakups and after Situationships, I'm going to call them that because it'd be situations where, you know, I found myself for eight months tied up with a man that I had such a strong connection to sexually, spiritually, physically, but we were not actually together. Like there was a part of us that both of us knew it wasn't actually going to fit. And he also was very distant and emotionally unavailable. And I found out reasons why later. But I had to stand up for myself where eventually it was like, I am getting hurt over and over again. And I had to draw the line. So I'm going to be sharing things that came to me this evening around how to find yourself again. Um, The first, the first thing is, this is a grieving process. Anytime we lose someone or something or an opportunity or an experience, whether that's an actual person passing away, a relationship ending or a job ending, you know, there's a grieving process. And I think it's important to allow ourselves the space to grieve and giving ourselves permission to grieve that things might come up and I call them emotional bubbles. Emotional bubbles might pop and all of a sudden there's a huge release of pressure and what that can look like is through just uncontrollable tears that come out of nowhere because there's parts of you that are being released with releasing this person out of your energetic field, out of your mind, out of your heart, you know, the process of letting go. So acknowledging that this is a grieving process and you're allowed to grieve, you know, and sometimes the the anger of like, you know, what you're not willing to tolerate, that anger can be fueled in propelling you forward into things that you actually do want. You know, it could be why you are attracted to this episode right now. Um, The second part about finding yourself that came to me was reconnecting to your own body and the sacredness of your own body and reconnecting to pleasure in a way that maybe you have before, maybe you haven't, but if I think back at learning to love myself and find myself I had to recreate the associations I had with pleasure and sex and, you know, especially childhood conditionings of growing up in a Christian home of like, masturbation is a sin. Don't be dirty. You know, like all of this very shameful conversations around self-pleasure and pleasure in general, you know, and it's kind of confusing to think, you know, what some of the church teaches is, you know, sex is a sin until you're married and then it's God's greatest gift, you know. Um, so just for me personally, and this could resonate with you or not, but learning how to self-pleasure without the goal of an orgasm, but instead, and, and that's like, obviously you still can be able to create the orgasm, but learning what I liked and being willing to create intimacy with my own body and intimacy with myself. So then I wasn't needing or feeling this desire to get it from someone else, learning what I like, learning what turns me on, learning what, um, like being able to detach from doing it just to get the end goal of orgasm. And so like, I highly recommend getting a, um, crystal wand. So it's like a dildo, you know, but it's either rose quartz or crystal quartz or jade, you know, these different types of, um crystals. And it's beautiful because, and I I recommend not using a vibrator, like vibrators are great and all, but it can desensitize us because it, you know, orgasm in 20 seconds. Um, There's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's great, right? Rock on. It's awesome. Um, but what happens when you, It's like you could use self-pleasure as a mindfulness and a healing practice because what I discovered when I would like, you know, romance myself, I'm like, I'm going to have a bath. I'm going to like self-pleasure and take my time and be with myself and be willing to show my body love and curiosity. And when I did that and the times that I've done that, all these different stories, And connections with past lovers, I could feel them releasing from my body because I was reclaiming my body. I felt there's times where I would cry after because I could feel like these cords being cut with past people that have entered my body and people that I've, you know, had deep loving relationships with, but learning to be able to release them because we create a very strong connection to people when we have sex with them. And being a sensitive soul, you know, having those sensitivities, it's like that desire for love and tender caressing care, you know, is so strong. And there were so many times in my early twenties that, I gave myself up in hopes for deeper connection and intimacy, but it left me feeling hollow and it left me feeling not good. You know, that wasn't always the case. Sometimes it was this beautiful connection and I'm so glad that it happened, but sometimes it was just like a big old letdown. And so Part of finding yourself again is learning what you like and learning to be the source of your own pleasure versus needing someone else to provide that for you and not having it be something outside of you, but something that's very much within you and a part of who you are and... You know, noticing any shame stories that come up around feeling guilty about doing it, or feeling like it's wrong or dirty or whatever. You know, I'm a firm believer that if you don't know what gets you off, how can you communicate that with your partner, your future partners? You know, the man that is gonna that you are gonna be with. You know, that and so this brings us to the third point. Um, this heartbreak that you've experienced or that you are experiencing right now in this process of finding yourself again of who you are by yourself all the people that you've encountered you encountered for you to learn something that will help you grow that will help you become more of that person that's in alignment with that future partner you know I view it kind of like this like this staircase of And I used to say this all the time before I met my partner, who is someone I'm so in love with. And I didn't even know if it was possible, but I, but a part of me knew it was possible. I would always say, I said, you know, right now I am focusing on being the best version of myself and learning from every bit of heartbreak that happens in my life. And I am confident and sure that my future partner is out there doing the exact same thing. And we haven't met yet because he's still working on himself and I'm still working on myself and that's absolutely true. And that's completely manifested into my life. Um, and so how can we practice this? You know, for me, it was journaling. Um, and it still is, is journaling. Like, what did I learn from this relationship? What are things that I'm grateful for that I got out of this, that I learned? And maybe it's like, you learned what you didn't like, but then take it a step farther of like okay this is what i don't like so what do i like instead this is what i don't want so what do i want instead and always flipping it to what do i want instead being like and then infusing gratitude i'm so grateful for the awareness that this is what i want in a relationship and this is what i don't you know what have i learned about myself what have i and and then Maybe there's things that you learned of like, I wish I would have spoken up about this sooner. That was a big thing for me was learning how to forgive myself for the times that I didn't stand up for myself, for the times that I didn't speak my truth, for the times that I stayed silent because I was afraid to make waves or I was afraid to um, do something that could jeopardize someone liking and loving me because I didn't feel confident and safe in it myself. So finding the things that you have learned from this process and from this experience and trusting that that experience happened for you not just to create pain in your life or you know there was no failing if it didn't work out then that means something better is coming but something better can't come into our life until we can find the lessons and the meanings and and decide what we want this relationship to mean i posted on instagram a reel that you know yes everything happens for a reason but you decide what that reason is You know, you get to decide that things are happening for you and then be like Sherlock Holmes and investigating and looking at your own life of like, what did I learn from this? Who am I becoming because of this? And seeing yourself with the utmost love and respect and acceptance, you know, and maybe the fourth part that leads into that is like, what do I need to forgive myself for? And what do I need to forgive that other person for? And forgiveness is not a conversation with that other person. This is between you and the memory of them. You know, wh- how can I create forgive? And if you don't know where to create forgiveness, just ask, where do I feel resentment? You know, anytime there's resentment towards someone, because I went through a period of just resenting all men because I was so fucking traumatized from my first relationship. I lost myself completely. I did not know who I was, what I liked, what I preferred. I lost my voice. I lost my identity. I lost everything because I completely gave it all up in desperation for acceptance and love. And I wanted to be held and seen and, and it was all for love. Right. But I was placing love outside of myself because I didn't know how to create it internally. And that had to happen. And I'm a firm believer, you know, that happened and launched me into being able to travel the world, find myself like all these things that had to happen. So if I look at it all in hindsight, I'm like, wow, that was, that was painful, but it was perfect. Because of the powerlessness, I became a maniac on a mission to learn how to empower myself. Through that process, I've learned how to create a career out of doing that and teaching that and supporting other women in that empowerment process themselves. And so trust that everything that you are learning right now is supporting you in your greatest good and forgiving yourself for the role you played and forgiving that person for the role they played. And a lot of the times with meditation or with journaling when thoughts just randomly come up, I don't think it's random. I think they're coming up because they're ready to heal, it's ready to be transformed, it's ready to be released, or there's a lesson within there that maybe you weren't able to see then that you're able to see now. You know, and this is there's no timeline. There's no rush. Trust that you are healing every day in every way. Trust that you are Taking step by steps to come home to who you really are, and then you get to give yourself permission when you get an idea or you feel and like I remember and I've shared this story before. I remember like one of the first weeks of being in Costa Rica after I I you know packed my bags and moved out of my apartment in San Diego and I was going to teach English and I was doing a month long certificate program to learn how to teach English as a foreign language. And I remember there's this row of restaurants and I was walking up and down and I was so hungry and I was so frustrated with myself because I didn't know what I wanted to eat. And I was so used to relying on other people and being like, well, what do you want? Whatever you want, I want. Because I had the identity that I'm easygoing, I'm good with anything, so how about you just choose? But it was because that was easier because I could please other people. I didn't have to worry about rocking the boat, you know but the, what happened is I, I had to learn, I'm like, I don't know what I want. And so I had to strengthen my ability to decide and be okay with my decisions and trust that I was making the quote unquote right decision. Cause that was like what the fear was is I don't want to make the wrong decision and fuck it up because I had so many memories of, unhealthy, toxic relationships where they would criticize me for not doing good enough or not choosing the right thing or not doing it the way they would do it, which I'm able to look at that now and say, well, you know, everything I was judged in, the things that they judged me for were things that they judged themselves for. So it was all of this projection. And I was so easily um, influenced because I didn't have my own sense of identity yet. And so then I get to give myself some love and forgiveness and be like, oh, I have so much love for that version of me. Um, and so putting yourself in situations that are new, that force you to decide what do I like, you know, and when someone asks you opinions about something sitting with it for a second and then letting yourself decide and trusting that, uh, there is no right or wrong. It's just, this is what I'm feeling right now. And maybe that'll change, but right now this sounds good. And I'm going to go with this I'm going to take a step forward towards this, whether it's choosing a restaurant or a movie. If someone asks you your opinion on something, Hey, would you prefer this or this? If you have a kind of a people-pleasing response, you know, normally of like, whatever you want, catch yourself and take a deep breath and think, what do I want? And then speak your honest truth of like, actually, this sounds really good to me. And then just let it sit, right? Whether that's with yourself or with other people, letting yourself decide what you want will help you in finding who you really are after heartbreak, after relationships, you know? And something that helped me as well, and maybe this is the next point, something that helped me as well is remembering who I was before that relationship. Remembering like, I was happy before this, so I can create happiness again. I'm in a grieving process, so I'm allowed to grieve and be where I am, but I had a whole life before this person infiltrated my mind, you know? And so reconnecting with that version of you, that still is within you. Another thing that, uh, is helpful. I I don't know if we're on number five or number six or whatever. The next point is removing them from your space, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, So if you follow them on social media, mute them, block them, unfollow them, remove them from your space, send them love from afar. It doesn't have to be a malicious act, but you're allowed to create the boundaries that they don't get access to you anymore. And you need to watch your own temptation to want to have access to them. If you find yourself wanting to creep or stalk or look at old past messages or like see what they're up to and like you find yourself thinking, well, what are they doing? I want to see notice that that's an addiction. It's this addiction to the possibility of something rekindling or just this idea of like wanting to know what they're doing. And sometimes our ego will be like, well, are they hurting? Are they happy? You know, because it's like not wanting them to feel something that you're not feeling. And so just notice it. And so if you have thoughts that come up or you have these urges, like notice your urges, notice your impulses. If you have an impulse to want to go look, notice it and, and sit with it for a second before you take action on it, sit with it and ask, what am I hoping to get out of this? What is this action rooted in? Is this rooted in love or is this rooted in fear and scarcity and, you know, needing to know? Because it's kind of becomes an obsession when, especially when it's an unhealthy relationship that, you know, is over for a reason, you know, and that could be the next point is remembering why it ended. It ended for a reason. It's easy to romanticize and remember all of the good times and completely block out the bad times when we've been given some time. Because all of a sudden you have some space and it's like, oh, I remember when it was so good and oh my gosh, the sex is so good and oh, he's a really good man and he's really kind and you just, and it's easy to put aside all the reasons you broke up in the first place and pretend they don't exist. And that's not serving you. That's not serving you at all. It's, It's actually like that addiction of wanting to feel pleasure and ignore the consequences and the pain that comes with that. And so... Um the next point is you are powerful you are powerful and any time that you have felt like you're not or you're not powerful or you're not worthy like those are projections of fear that have come into your heart and mind and like sometimes I've literally had times where I imagine grabbing the air in front of my heart and like throwing it, like grabbing any type of gunk or any type of blocks or any type of fear, any type of thoughts that come up that try and tell me, like, you know, what if you don't find someone better? What if this or that? Like the scary what if thoughts that are just fearful. Imagine like throwing them out of your heart space. Maybe a meditation, imagine just tossing it like. Tossing a rock in the river or a stick in the river and watching it float away. Noticing the thoughts and imagining yourself removing them and letting them go and knowing that that's not true. That's fear speaking. That's not love speaking. Anytime you start to have critical thoughts towards yourself, that's not true. You know, and then asking, where's this coming from? Did someone tell me this? Where did I learn this? Question everything. And then ask, you know, it's a choose again. Okay, this is what I'm thinking. Is this serving me? Okay, but is this true? How do I know that this is true? Where did this come from? Did someone tell me this? How can I reframe this thought that and and be able to speak words that are rooted in love towards myself? You know, and things that really the question that always helps me is what am I learning right now? Because then I feel empowered that I'm getting something from it versus life just passively happening to me. Because we are creators of our reality, the insecurities that we have are become vibrational matches for another person that has similar insecurities, but in different ways. you know we can only attract a partner that's emotionally available at the same level that we are emotionally available and that was a hard pill to swallow for me because I remember looking back and just thinking like, "How did I attract like you know a monster is what it felt like. But my level of insecurity for myself matched his level of insecurity for himself. The difference was if I felt pain or insecurity, I set it towards myself. When he felt pain and insecurity, he lashed out and put it on me. So like I became the victim, he became the victimizer. You know, And I was searching for a savior. I was searching for someone to rescue me, but I had to learn how to rescue myself. I had to learn how to love myself. I had to learn how to stand up for myself and walk away and say no more. Um, and that was a part of my journey and it had to happen. It was beautiful. And so trust that everything that you've experienced had to happen. There are reasons within it and you get to decide that reason. There are lessons within it and you get to sit down and be mindful with yourself to open your journal and check in. What am I feeling? Where is this coming from? How can I give myself love today? How can I focus on myself today? Go get yourself pampered. Go get a pedicure. Take care of yourself. Ask what are things that I haven't been doing because I've been so wrapped up in a relationship? Come back to your purpose of the things that really bring you joy. Go get yourself a crystal wand and self pleasure. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Um, On July 28th, depending when you listen to this, but if you listen to it, July 28th, 2021, I'm hosting a manifestation workshop that you can be able to join. And we're gonna be talking about different tools and methods to be able to manifest anything that you want. Maybe that's a dream partner. Maybe that's being able to create Anything that you want, literally, you know, if you're wanting to feel like the most confident version of yourself, wanting to travel the world, wanting to start a business, wanting to get in shape, wanting to feel comfortable in your own skin and love your body, wanting to feel sexy, wanting to buy a house, wanting to meet a partner, wanting to get a dog like, I don't know, whatever it is that you want. And maybe you don't know what you want. And that's the first part that we're going to be um, doing is, is a little practice of how to identify the things that you really want. And it's easy to do when we start with what we don't want, you know? So that's just a little insight to that first thing is we get clear on the things that we don't want because we know what we don't want. And then from there we extract and we flip and we look, well, what do I want instead? And we start to identify that. So it's an active workshop where you are getting live coaching with me. Um, it's going to be happening in a Zoom room. You'll be able to meet other women that are on this self-love and empowerment journey and learning these different law of attraction techniques and different methods. A lot of it is methods you can use and perspectives and mindsets and heartsets of ways to see your own life, to get the most out of it, to be able to be a vibrational match for what you want, to become magnetic to create an abundant life that's filled with ease and filled with joy. And these are different practices that I'm practicing every day too. I don't believe that there's just boom, a mastery without practice. There's a, It's a daily practice. And so I'll teach you all of those different things. You'll be able to have a live Q and a and a part of registering for the workshop. You get my self-love affirmation series. And so there's so many different affirmations with inspirational music in the background that you could be able to use that will get you into alignment with who you really are and who you really are is pure fucking love. Okay. Love and confidence and joy and creativity and inspiration and empowerment and so many other beautiful things. And so So much of manifesting the things that we want and becoming a match for the things that we want is learning how to feel good and believing that it's safe to feel good and learning tools to be able to bring us back to a state of feeling good and feeling safe and feeling happy and feeling content and feeling satisfied. I think that's a big thing that it comes down to is creating satisfaction within yourself, for yourself, with yourself versus needing someone else to change or being happy for a reason outside of you versus being happy just for the sake of being happy and learning how to do that. So if that speaks to you, their link is in the show notes below, um, where you can be able to join me. You could also go Kelsey show.com slash manifest and manifest is in all caps. Um, And I'm on Instagram at Kelsey Lo Show. And so if you have other questions or follow-up things that you would like to ask, your questions are often inspiration for podcast episodes. So if you want me to do an episode on something that you have been experiencing or struggling with or insights that you have, or maybe you just have something that you'd like to share with me, send me a message. I love connecting with you. Um, it, It really ignites my heart and opens up my heart to be able to hear who's listening on the other end. So... Again, I am Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you on the next episode.